0: The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand on air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Tetoihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 till 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 till 4. Today we're focusing on my gardening year and looking towards 2023. At Bay Landscapes would love to wish you Happy New Year. They're closed on the statutory holidays only of the 1st and 2nd of January, and they're open on the 3rd of January from 9 till 4, and then it's back to normal hours. There's a beautiful range of hydrangeas in flower at the moment, and they also have Evandale Nursery's gorgeous dahlias. If you have trouble growing growing dahlias from tuber, it's a really good idea to plant established plants. This will mean that you'll have strong plants for many years to come. Sometimes when you buy them as a tuber, it can be quite tricky to, like they might not have a healthy sprout or you, you might break it off when you plant them. So I, I really do feel that sometimes buying a plant that, that's already robust and healthy is a really good idea. Plus they're just coming into flower as well. I hope you all had a truly lovely Christmas and that you got to spend some time in your garden over the Christmas break. I'm taking a break from work emails until the 9th of January, so I'm aiming to spend lots of time in my garden. Focusing on my gardening year, it's been a wonderful year in many ways in my garden. Running a perennial business from home is lovely, but it can be frustrating too. I don't seem to have the time I need to keep the nursery looking fabulously tidy, and my garden definitely gets away from me entirely at certain times of the year. Thankfully with the perennial garden, I find I really only have to do two major cleanups. One sort of beginning of summer after all the spring flowering has finished, and then again maybe late autumn or maybe or usually I don't really get around to it until winter when I can really have a good cleanup, get some of the weeds under control and put down plenty of compost and sheep manure pallets so that when the spring warmth happens everything just goes whoosh. One thing's for certain I must have done something right and, and amongst all the rain in winter I know I fed the garden really really well because it really has been phenomenal this year So from now until the 9th of January, I'm gonna put blinkers on re the nursery areas and concentrate on my main perennial gardens and the kitchen garden. When it comes to my nursery, I've got four different areas and I've probably only managed to clean up half of one. (laughs) So I really must make an effort early in the new year because I'm not shipping until mid-February and that's mainly due to the fact that in January, lots of people aren't ordering anyway and also my shipping agent is taking a break But then at the beginning of February, we've got public holidays, so I just thought, no, I'm just going to make the decision to to start reshipping again in in mid-February. And I really am hoping that I'm going to have those nursery areas tidy by then. I'm going to do my best. The main thing is I need some cloud. I need cloud to be able to work outside in summer. So I'm hoping for a little bit of cloud here and there so I get a chance to really spend some quality time in the nursery areas. I have a studio garden it's a raised bed which goes around it's hard to describe we've got a, a main driveway that comes up and then we've got a driveway that goes around this roundabout and I think it's a roundabout because it's where they put all the all the clay that they dug out when they built the house they just formed this mound and so it has ended up being a, we literally can drive right around it. So quite a few years ago now, oh gosh, gosh, we've been here eighteen. It must be over twelve years ago. We put a retaining wall. John built a retaining wall around around the roundabout, and so I planted. We backfilled it, and as you would know, lots of fish compost and sheep manure pellets, and I planted it. Unbeknownst to me, couch grass managed to come up from down below, and it has completely and utterly made itself well and truly at home in that bed. It's so bad that there really is not a lot I can do about it. So what is lovely is my plantings are working really well. Yes, you can see cooch grass through it. And I do tend to think, oh boy, this is the first things people see when they come up our drive. You know, customers arrive and, and look and go, okay. But in actual fact, it's lovely because everybody who sees that area just says this is a really lovely natural garden. It's just natural. There's weeds in there, but there's also beautiful plants. And everything looks happy and healthy, which is the main thing. So I must try not to panic about that garden. What I do tend to do is I will wait until the grass is quite tall. And then because it's a raised bed, it's very easy for me to just stand next to the bed and literally just pull the grass out. And the taller the grass is, the more weak its roots are. You might be thinking, well, why don't you just clear the whole garden out, dig it over and start again? I have done that in the past, and it turned out to be the worst thing I could have done. Interestingly enough, invasive weeds, particularly things like couch and volvulus, they love it when you disturb them. They go, "Thank you so much!" Now I'm going to take off with even more vigor. And I've proven it on this property that that really is what happens. So the best thing to do is either just pull the tops of the weed, the weeds of couch in particular, off, or use a hoe. I've got that trusted small hoe that I use in my perennial garden. I find it a bit more tricky to use in the in the raised garden because I need a shorter handled version. And it's just too, because the long handle is just too long. I could do it on from the roundabout side, like on the roundabout, but that's quite tricky too because I've got a lot of tall perennials at the back. So I really am just better just to pull it out as I can. I've got this gorgeous perennial called Salvia uliginosa, which is also known as bog sage. And I can see some of you, almost see some of you, throwing your hands up in horror going, no, it's so invasive. It's absolutely, I just love it. It's got fresh green green foliage and the most beautiful sky blue flowers for months. And if it's in a zone where you've got trouble with cooch, or other invasive weeds, it is the perfect thing to plant. Or if you've got an area that you know is tricky, that some, somewhere that's drought, get, gets drought and gets very dry, bog sage, even though it's called bog sage, it will survive really well under dry conditions. Being a raised bed, my studio garden get, does get very, very dry. And I just find the salvia, especially after the rain we had in winter, the salvia has just gone bonkers and it's spreading from the right where I planted it. It's probably gone two and a half metres now. And I don't mind if it goes the full 10 metres and covers that, fills in that whole garden. Because if it did, I wouldn't need to worry about the cooch at all. Because really the cooch does not like being in amongst bog sage. It just, it it, it recognises that it has to battle to stay alive there. So that's my cooch grass garden. I've really loved my garden this year. I'll get onto that a bit as to why in a minute. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5. Saturday, 9 to 5. Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. This is except for the statutory holidays over New Year, which is the 1st of January and the 2nd of January. Bay Landscapes will be closed, but they will be open on Tuesday the 3rd of January from 9 till 4, and then it's normal hours after that. I'm Philippa foes Lamb. Today we're focusing on my gardening year and looking towards 2023. At Bay Landscapes they have oodles of swan plants, and they're really healthy specimens too, just perfect for helping monarchs. Try creating a safe zone for the caterpillars because we all know that the, I was going to say dangly leg wasps, what are they called? Paper wasps, um, love getting the caterpillars. They, they'll actually kill them, so which is really sad. So try making a safe zone. Once you've planted your swan plants and the monarchs have laid their eggs on the plants, make a simple cage just by using stakes. Put stakes around your swan plants and then throw open weave frost cloth over the top and pin it to the ground. The open weave frost cloth, I think is, is, oh I'll have to look into that, but I think it's its tight enough so that you you won't actually, paper wasp won't be able to get through it. If you've got any better suggestions as to what can be used, please don't hesitate to email me through freshfm.net, because I know it would still have to be something where light air and moisture could get through, I'm sure. The... Um, the the opaque sort of frost cloth wouldn't be any good because I think it would end up more or less suffocating the caterpillars. But I could be wrong, so please do let me know if there's something else you can use that's even better. Maybe the mesh that they put over potato plants? I'm not sure. Anyway, please do let me know if you know. And then pin it down to the ground using um, weed mat pins. That would work really well. You will have to keep an eye on watering even if you do use the open weave frost cloth because it doesn't let quite as much moisture through as the plants might need. The other thing, too, oh yes, the pick and mix veggie selection at Bay Landscapes. This is wonderful, and we're getting fantastic feedback about it. You can go, you can just get one or two brassicas, one or two lettuces, different varieties. There's also herbs like coriander, sweet basil. And just a quick aside, if you're planting coriander from now on and rock it, do put it in the shade. And the same applies to silver beet. It will need mainly shade over the summer, otherwise you'll find they're likely to bolt. But it's a great way, they've also got parsley and sweet basil. It's a great way to stagger your sweet basil crop. Just go and buy one a week, or one every couple of weeks, and you'll have a continuous crop of beautiful sweet basil. Getting back to why I've loved my garden this year, The massive amount of rain we had in winter has meant that my spring garden was absolutely luscious. There was beautiful, healthy foliage everywhere, and I've really noticed lots of really good new growth on our established trees in the paddock, and also on any of the shrubs that we've got. My beautiful oak tree has put on probably, normally it would put on about just under a foot of new growth, in some cases, some of the branches there's at least 60 centimetres of new growth, which is about two feet, and that's just amazing. So the moisture that we had, even though it caused lots of flooding, etc., it has in some ways been such a benefit to our gardens. I also found that the roses in particular have been spectacular, as have my hybrid clematis too. They've really thrived and put on, there was one last year that was really struggling and I thought it was going to die. It's put on really, really amazing new growth and it's been flowering its head off. That is absolutely gorgeous, I love them. My kitchen garden is looking fabulous too. I've taken over mowing the kitchen garden paths and I'm loving using the ride on. We've got this dear old John Deere, which has seen better days, partly because my husband tends to get on it and drive it a bit like a rally car. I hope he's not listening. (coughs) Every time I hear him hit something, it's like, oh, our poor mower. So uh, yeah, it has a few dents and scratches and bits missing, but it still works really well. And I'm loving doing the kitchen garden paths, but it is quite hilarious because I've got a sweet chestnut tree, which is well established now. And I think I am going to have to lift its skirts big time because trying to mow the path that's next to that is hilarious. Like you start and you've got to kind of just, you've got to go very, very slowly. Then I've got to sort of fight the branches and move them away from myself. I haven't been whacked yet, but I'm waiting for it. I must say, I did what I, oh, I know, the mower stopped mowing. And I thought, oh, no, something's happened. The fan belt's come off because it's got a very complicated pulley system because it's one of the older John Deers. But no, what had happened was a branch had actually pushed the throttle back. So naturally it won't mow if the throttle's not, not on full. So that was good. That was sort of like a foof moment. But the other thing is there's so many tricky angles that I have to go backwards and forwards, have to go round in circles. You name it, I have to do it. So I'm quietly giggling while I'm mowing. And then the other thing I did, Philippa, why didn't you do this years ago? Years and years ago, we had a Black & Decker cordless weed eater. Uh, And I have to say, it wasn't terribly effective. I think the battery used to last for 20 minutes in the kitchen garden, so I used to get really frustrated. We did have two batteries, but it would mean I'd have to come up, get the charged battery, go back down. And I don't know, it it just didn't seem terrible. I know, it wasn't very powerful at all. Some of the grass, it just wouldn't even cut through. So in the end, I gave up using it. I just thought, oh, there's no point. So then John would use the petrol weed eater. And I didn't like having to keep asking, do you mind weed eating the kitchen garden edges? And then bless his heart, he'd finally go and do it. And then I'd come out and find that my gooseberries had been weed eaten down to the ground as well. And a few other things had got ring barked. And yeah, so it's just, hmm. So I I just decided to take it over. So I was using the motor mower, I'd use the ride-on mower to do the paths, and then I'd get out the motor mower to do the edges. But that wasn't terribly effective either. So I had a brainwave the other day. Philippa, why don't you get another battery-powered weed eater? So off we went to Mita 10, and I got the most gorgeous Makita cordless weed eater. It wasn't even terribly expensive. It's fantastically balanced, and we already had um, a really good battery for because John's got Makita drills. So I do need to get another battery, though. But my goodness, that that is just amazing. It's just the right height for me. And oh, I had such fun. I went out there and I just went for it. And the battery lasted over an hour. So I'm really happy. So now I've got total control of my kitchen garden. (laughs) And yeah, it just feels really good. So every time I mow, I can now also weed eat areas where I couldn't get the mower. So that really has helped a lot. I got a red currant crop this year. I'm so excited because I've struggled the last couple of years. The minute I saw them starting to ripen, I covered with multi-weave frost, the open-weave frost cloth and tied it around the bottom of the bush with stretchy cord. I got a medium-sized bowl full. It probably won't even be quite one jar, but that's so worth it. I've got them in the fridge at the moment and I must get on and cook them and then make the jelly. And the fragrance in my garden this year, my wisteria, the port wine Magnolia, and my gorgeous rhododendron Madiniae virginalis, were more fragrant than usual. Was that due to the rain? I'm not sure. But looking ahead to 2023, I hope for a more peaceful, peaceful year in so many ways. Happy gardening, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. Thanks Bay Landscapes 33 Beta Road, Richmond, open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm, Saturday, 9 to 5pm, Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4pm, for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station with support from New Zealand On here. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details.